Mike, I'd like you to try your American accent. Can you can you say something for us in American? American? Uh, uh, oh god, I can't. I have to. Oh, wait. hey guys, what's up? Oh, nothing much. Fucking Farmer Joe, how are you? <laughs> oh, I'm doing good, thanks. I'm, I'm not a farmer. Go, I'm just about to go on my front, out on my front porch and play my banjo. <laughs> Great. I'm glad you have such a skewed view of Americans. <laughs> Sorry. Everybody's just super. Hate. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 18 of PlayStation Universe's Podcast Derailed, or that's PlayStation Derailed. I'm your host slash co-host Don Oliveira, East Coast Editor for PC.com. Uh, another co-host I have with me, as always, Mike Harridance, Managing Editor for PC.com. How's it going, guys? Hey, Mike! I had to say. And returning again from last episode is Joseph Fate. You're going to use Hello Mike every time, aren't you? Uh, hello, Mike. Yeah, it's kind of like my thing, you know. Um, it's tradition, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's tradition. Uh, how are you doing, Joseph? Yeah, pretty good. How are you? Uh, I'm all right. Thanks for asking, man. Usually nobody asks me how I'm doing, except for Mike. So, thanks, Mike. <laughs> um, okay. Guess what, guys? This is our uh, second episode in two weeks, meaning that now we're on officially on our weekly schedule. Awesome. Doesn't it feel good? It does. Yeah. yeah. Keep it yeah. up. You're uh, so right. <laughs> but so wrong at the same time. Uh, these episodes won't be as long, um, and that's a good thing, right? Because I mean, you'll get more of us on a weekly basis, and just short little spurts of us. Mike knows all about that, right? Short little spurts of fun. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but it's still be packed with quality, but make no mistake. <laughs> My short little spurts are still packed of quality. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna run through uh, this week on PlayStation. Tell you guys what came out this week, and you guys are gonna tell me what you think about each title. All right? Yeah, good for it. That's how it usually goes. Uh, so this week on PlayStation, we've got Deadliest Warrior: Ancient Combat, which, if I'm not to be mistaken, is um, a combination of two PSN games, being Deadliest Warrior: The Game and Deadliest Warrior: Legends. Um, what do you guys think of Deadliest Warrior? Uh, to be honest, I, I know nothing about these games whatsoever, <laughs> so I can't really comment. It's a TV show where they pick oh, okay. like, two different, um, like, let's say Spartan versus Ninja and stuff like that. Joseph, have you ever watched Oh, this? yeah. Wasn't there a Wii game based on this? Um, I'm sure there was at one point, I remember. It wasn't going to be very good, though, but whatever. <laughs> the, the, the show is fun to watch uh, if you don't really... If you're amused easily. Uh <laughs> Donald Love. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so uh, that's uh, on the PlayStation uh, PlayStation Three as a disc-based game. That's the only disc-based game we have this that came out this week. And we've also got um, on the PlayStation Vita. We've got Disc Gaia Three: Absence of the Tension. Any Disc Gaia? Uh, I haven't played them, but they're meant to be really, really good. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, tactical RPGs are not really my thing. They're my thing. I just never uh, touched this guy. Apparently, it's like never-ending. You kind of level. Um, it's like infinitely leveled. We've also got, uh, on the PlayStation Network, we've got Star Drone Extreme. 
And I know none of you know what this is, so I'll just read the description. Star Drone is a perfect blend of high-speed physics and pinball action with strategic elements of breakout and object collection. This is no walk amongst the stars, as this drone is always in motion in the zero-gravity environment. And the more stellar matter collected, the faster it travels until it is careening across the screen at light speed. Gather enough momentum and enter into Comet Rush, where the drone is impervious to all enemies and obstacles. It sounds like pinball meets breakout. Like I say, that does sound rather spiffing. And that's been episode 18 of Podcast Derail. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Dead Rising 2, <laughs> off the record, comes to PS3 this week. Um, you start playing again as Frank West. Oh, i got to love Frank, because he's covered wars, you know. Mm. Anyone who's played the first game will know that. Yeah, <laughs> fuck Chuck Green. Uh, <laughs> and also uh, coming to PlayStation Network as a full PS3 downloadable game is NHL 12. For all you Canadians out there. <laughs> Meaning you. <laughs> uh, you have to buy like 10 copies, right? I already have a copy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, to fulfill my uh, obligation to the king of Canada, <laughs> we all have to buy 10 copies of NHL 12. And also, last but not least, House of the Dead 4. A light gun shooting. Uh, we should be having a review of this up. Uh, okay. Next week, because, oh. um, yeah, well, we've uh, got in contact with Sega and they said they send us um, a code. So hopefully we'll be getting this in the next couple of days you and know, I will be reviewing it. Oh, OK. Wicked. Yeah, I played um, I played all the House of the Dead games bar this one. This one actually um, it came out in 2005 and I don't think it actually had a home console release until now. So it'll be I'm interested to see what it's like. I think it links to number two because it's got. Says here, protagonist James Taylor, who was in number two. So, yeah, I'm a Hazard of Dead fan. I'll be looking forward to this. Give me an excuse to buy PlayStation Move as well. Oh, so you don't have a Move uh, set up yet? I don't actually have a Move now. I've got mine ordered. <laughs> it's on its way. Okay, that's cool, man. Uh, yep. <clears throat> you guys want to jump into news? Joseph, you have anything to say on House of the Dead? Or? Uh, I mean, they're, they're fun in the arcade, so I think, uh, I think it would be great for Move. I played it at PAX. Um, Sega had that booth with the uh playstation moves set up and uh you were there was like two of the sharpshooters so oh yeah uh two players were able to play at the same time and it was a video game and it was a light gun shooter and that pretty it, much says what you need to know it <laughs> works it shoots zombies yeah <laughs> well what are they gonna sell this for this is probably gonna be like 15 bones on the playstation network or something or 20 quid or 10 quid 20 i think oh god i don't want to guess if it's because i'll probably be completely wrong i thought i saw it for about 7.99 as in british pounds but i could be completely off the mark yeah, with that that makes sense that sounds about right um yeah it's i wouldn't imagine it was much if you have two moves and you've got a buddy over mm-hmm. uh it's it's good fun you know yeah like, like gun shooter games are always good fun and those house of the dead games don't take them too seriously the story probably won't be anything yeah no, number two has one some has some of the worst voice acting ever I mean, seriously, if you put Wesker's laugh was bad, <laughs> you should hear the bad guy in that. He's like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> So derailed, fans. <laughs> I know that we, uh, we, we, uh, we came to you last week with news, but however, uh, even after our two and a half, or it was like two hours and 45 minutes long, our last episode, yeah. so we're sorry for that, but I'm sure some of you enjoyed that. I know Alfonso really did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so 
we're gonna we have a lot of news this week, even though we, we came to you last week. So we're just gonna rattle off a lot of them, and uh, we're gonna spend time on the big ones. But for this one, I'm just gonna say Media Molecule releases Little Big Planet 2 update 1.12. Uh, I was reading about this, and uh, if I remember correctly, it takes away the uh, booze, so you're able to rate levels with boo, uh, saying not so good. And they thought that the the boo ratings were disheartening at best. Um, so they, they removed that, but however, you could still um, place grievances and report to Media Molecule and stuff like that. Uh, there's a few other things, like... Um, they have a dive-in feature, which is now located at the top of the, uh, the, top of the community menu. Sorry. Um, yeah, and it's supposed to uh, make finding other players much easier throughout the game. Whatever. Uh, and you're also able to disable comments on... Okay, you're, you're able to disable comments on your levels. Um, sure, that's a thing. It happened. Little Big Planet 2 got updated. Uh, also... Uh, any, any, you guys want have anything to say about Little Big Planet 2? No? Yes? Um, since I don't have it, I can't really comment on that. Okay, sure. Uh, do you guys remember when Bethesda that day tweeted uh, tweeted t- that picture saying tomorrow? It was just a screen cap of some naked dude? I'm, yeah. yeah I, I, whenever someone posts a screen cap of a naked dude, I'm all over it. So, <laughs> naturally. Me too. I just have to compare pecs and everything. <laughs> well, it turns out that that was uh, a tease for a, the debut trailer of Dishonored. Um, a lot of people mm, thought it was going to be some Skyrim DLC, but... Yeah, guess. Skyrim DLC. I, I have to admit, I was holding out for that, but I'm sure that would be just around the corner nonetheless. But it looks pretty good, to be sure, fair. Sure. Uh, Dishonored is scheduled for release on PlayStation 3, PC, and Xbox 360 in late 2012. <clears throat> so, um, talking about uh, sneak peek reveals and teases, uh, there's apparently a... PlayStation 3 exclusive reveal set for May. Uh, I saw this, Mike, and you you wrote about it, and I saw this, and I was like, I'll just skip over this. Because, uh, I don't know, I mean, this the internet's just plagued with this kind of stuff right now. But, like, um, so basically, I'll just get into it. Uh, a site called jevideo.fr.com, I think, says that uh, a mystery title is to be announced on the evening of May 2nd. Um, yeah. That's all they're saying. And apparently, they have the scoop on it. And... Um, that's about it. I mean, you can speculate all you want. It's supposed to be a PlayStation 3 exclusive game, and um, who knows? I think there's. I think there's meant to be. I, I I read the article. I think there's meant to be some speculation, but it's um, an MMO based on Little Big Planet. Is that right? Uh, there yeah. There was a job description. Job description or something that kind yeah, of. Yeah, there was a job posting. Yeah. Uh, indicated yeah. that it might be an MMO game. Uh, and what do you guys think? If if that was the case, what do you guys think about a uh, Little Big Planet MMO? Uh, it could be. Oh, I wish no, I don't really have much of an opinion on Little Big Planet, but it could be cool. I mean, they're they're branching it. Um, they're branching out a lot, I guess. I mean, they got the karting game coming out. I suppose they want to try and expand it as much as they can. But I don't know, man. I mean, Joseph, have you played Little Big Planet? No, but I don't see there being a market for that, like it's, at all. It's so easy to be skeptical on that. However, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my, hmm. How how do I say this? Ah. Uh, I'm just going to... I have faith. Look, if there is a Little Big Planet MMO, it's so easy to be skeptical on it. For sure, I'm skeptical on it. But, like, 
imagine Sackboy being a tank and Sackboy being a thief and Sackboy being a mage. I think it could be quite cute. <laughs> and if if it's like if it's it, there's obviously wouldn't there obviously wouldn't be blood or anything in it. But I mean, if they could keep it funny, if they could keep it fresh, uh, sure, whatever, go for it. Uh, that's me yeah. trying to be super positive. <laughs> the, the dawn in me is like this. This game's going to suck. But anyway, <laughs> what, whatever happened to the uh, like the Super Smash Brothers uh, Sony game? Oh, what are you that talking is. about? That's not announced and it's totally a secret. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it could be that, you know, and I. Yeah. I just like they save some reveals for E3, man, because they always do this. They always announce stuff before E3, and then when it comes to E3, everything's either been leaked or they don't have anything left. True. Um, <laughs> speaking of the Little Big Planet, <clears throat> they've just announced. Uh, a new skin coming to Living Planet Karting. If you pre-order the game via GameStop or uh, Amazon, you get guess who, Mike? Freaking Kevin Butler, Kevin Butler <laughs> <laughs> as a Sackboy uh, skin, which I think is totally awesome. Uh, it's not only Kevin Butler though; uh, he comes with his executive golf cart. Great. Uh, oh, that's brilliant. He's been cemented in um, popular culture now. Yeah, for sure. What I love about this yeah. is he's also his his little mod has also got uh, a mug saying VP on it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> when I was writing that article, I was like, well, "How should I? How should I um, describe Kevin Butler, Vice President of?" And I was thinking about all the fucking titles he has. So I was just like, "Okay, Vice President of awesomeness." Yeah, Vice President of awesomeness. I guess um, it's nice to see that he's officially, you know, going down in history. Now. Like he's always going to be a thing. Like he'll he'll always be on YouTube for sure. But now Kevin Butler will be in a game, which is kind of cool. Yeah, he's been immortalized now in little big planet form. I think he's getting royalties from this for his likeness <laughs> <laughs> who knows but i'm guessing he's enjoying his life quite a lot right now i'd wager probably uh i mean probably. you think he you think he likes walking around and people being like you're the playstation guy i would because i mean he's oh yeah character yeah for sure did you oh here's, a, here's an interesting bit of trivia don just to derail quickly did you know that he appeared Buffy. in an episode of Angel. Oh, Angel! Yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, in a cult or something. I remember that. Yeah, in the magic uh, in the magic shop or something. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I said Buffy, but yeah, I totally remember him. Uh, he freaked me out. Hey, so we got an email recently um, inviting us to something. I think in the UK or something. Something that Felicia Day is going to be hosting. I should remember it, but I don't. Um, Felicia Day is going to be hosting some type of gamer awards for something, and uh, it was like Felicia Day from the Guild and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I was like, "What? Uh, she she showed up for like three episodes." Is that how she's remembered? She was one of the potentials, wasn't she? Yeah, she she was one of the potential uh, slayers. But is that how she's remembered? Like from the Guild and Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Like, geez, I don't know. Like, I don't I don't think any of us would remember her from that, but. That's where you're wrong, buddy, because you've clearly never listened to Derailed before. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Mike spent about 16... Yeah, you you came on in episode 17, so uh, Mike and I spent about 16 episodes just like, over Buffy and Angel, but we could talk... Yeah, pretty much. I I love Angel, but... Man, that show's really good. Uh, (laughs) Wow. You fit in here. Uh, (laughs) It's just as easy to make fun of us for liking Angel, though. Um, So, uh, have you guys played SSX? Um, no, I haven't. Well, we need, um, we need better hosts. We, we, we need better hosts? <laughs> yeah, people who play these games. Oh, <laughs> who plays video games? Uh, we play a lot of video games, just a lot of them happen to be, um, 
My Little Pony games. In my case. <laughs> we're kind of all addicted to My Little Pony. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so we're all addicted to My Little Pony games, and Mike just plays. Mike has a checklist of games that came out five years ago, and if they didn't, if they came out <laughs> after the fact, then he just doesn't play them. But uh, he's totally fine with like playing through Resident Evil one and three multiple times. Um, I don't know why I left out two there, but yeah, SSX DLC has been dated and detailed. Uh, the game's first batch of DLC is uh, due early next month. Uh, the Mount Eddie and Classic Characters bundle will add seven familiar faces from previous games, each coming complete with their own snowboard. Yay. In addition, the DLC also throws in the ultra-long Mount Eddie location, which offers nine new drops in the old-school arcade action mold. Um it's going to be releasing on May 1st for $7.99 and the characters are going to be sold separately for $5.99 each and speaking of DLC coming to some of our favorite games I don't know that SSX is any of our favorite games but Twisted Metal DLC came out uh, this week I believe Uh, you were able to download Axel right for free Uh, Axel is the dude wasn't that a pre-order bonus for something I remember that I remember seeing that before no oh okay anyway um okay yeah 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 it is it was axel was uh, a pre-order bonus with uh i don't remember i think gamestop but yeah he uh, twisted metal was patched so i don't think this is something you could download on the store but if you have twisted metal just boot it up there's gonna be a patch download the patch and you should have uh axel as a character or as a vehicle i'm pretty sure his character skin comes uh as well and his war wheel alternate special attack too uh Anyway, so, Axel, he's a thing. You, uh, Joseph, I don't remember. Do you have a PlayStation Vita? No. No? I should get one, though. Uh, you should. You know why? Why? Tell me. Three free apps are coming to the PlayStation Vita. This is the only reason you should get PlayStation Vita. Uh, I'm kidding. Sony was releasing three free applications for PlayStation Vita, and the first will be available later this week, so probably today or something. Uh, Paint Park turns your Vita's touchscreen into a sketch pad. Uh, you can doodle, sketch, and scribble quickly and easily with virtual markers and on-screen color palette. So it's kind of like draw something, but you probably can't um, share with your friends. But you could just basically scribble. On your Vita, which is nice. And uh, the Vita's cameras also play a part, allowing you to take pictures and add your own imagings. <clears throat> you can share your work with up to five friends uh, in online multiplayer and ad hoc mode. And then this summer, uh, there's another application coming out called Treasure Park. And it allows you to create puzzles to challenge your friends. And then uh, after that, there's going to be a wake-up club coming this summer. Uh, and it turns your Vita into an alarm clock that you can sync up with other Vita users who set their alarm at the same time. <laughs> and <laughs> what? Paint Park is coming out on April 18th. <laughs> so what I think that means is uh, basically you can sync up with people or friends and that you wake up at the exact same time. And it's like, hey, you woke up at the same time as Mike Harridan's. Congratulations for being awake at <laughs> four in the fucking morning. Uh, um, yeah, the, the only way that even sounds fun is if you could go around and just like, like dick around with people's alarm times and just like set it four hours early. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, if you have a Vita and you know, well, they're free apps, right? So it's not like you're going to have to pay for them. So it's hard to, it's hard to judge them too harshly. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad Sony's... Uh, adding, still adding apps to the Vita. I hope they they go away more. Uh, like I hope Amazon that Amazon streaming thing that came to PS3. I hope that oh yeah that that is on Vita, isn't it? No, maybe not sure. If it isn't Amazon Instant Video, if that's not on Vita, I'd like it to be. Um, 
speaking of streaming and digital recording and stuff like that, Sony is bringing uh, Nasne to Japan. Nasne is an extension of the already available uh, PS3 streaming app or recording app, uh, Torn, uh, also only uh, in Japan. <clears throat> Nasne is a 500 uh, gigabyte HDD that allows you to uh, stream and record satellite and digital uh, television content. Onto a very PlayStation Slim looking like product. Um, you could, the good thing about Nasne is that you could also hook it up to your. Well, you don't actually hook it up, but I think through some wireless features, you can uh, attach it to your PlayStation Vita, and you can also uh, record and stream onto your PlayStation Vita, uh, which is cool. It also works with Xperia smartphones, Sony tablets, and Vio computers. Um, you guys, this is not coming to UK or well, it's not coming to Western territories as of yet. Uh, I don't know that it ever will. But what do you guys think about this? Did you guys see this at all? No. I think the idea is pretty. Like I, I, I don't think it'll come to the states though. Um, why not though? Like, why don't we ever get to stuff like, uh, I don't know, like digital recorders? We don't seem to be get like Sony started that with the PSX, right? Like the PlayStation One had its own. No, am I wrong? Like, wasn't it? Was that also a DVD player? I don't remember. Yeah, I think I think they had something to do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, PSX. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, it's like it seems like Japan. Well, Japan's probably all over that. It's probably a way bigger market yeah. than it is. But they did it with the GameCube as well. They had the Panasonic Q, which was a GameCube and a DVD player, mm. which mm. never came out over here either. That's very true, Mike. Yeah. Also not coming out in the States, uh, Doctor Who, The Eternity Clock. This is a video game based on Doctor Who. It's going to come out on the PlayStation Network. However, the UK is getting their own limited run of physical copies. Uh, if you're a Doctor Who fan, you should probably pick this up. Um, it's probably going to be turned into one of those you know, rare video games. Uh, you can pre-order, on a, pre-order it sorry, on Amazon UK for 17.99 euros or pounds. <laughs> One of the two. Uh, anyway, Doctor uh, Doctor Who and the Eternity Clock hits uh, in April on PS3, Vita, and PC. Uh, Mike, are you a Doctor Who fan? I knew you'd ask that. As a British guy, I'm obliged to say yes, but I actually not. I'm not a Doctor Who fan. I don't dislike it. I just don't watch it. But I really, sh- I'm, I'm in total many times by many people to get into it. Okay. There's a uh, there's not enough barbells in Doctor Who. For, for <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, He's not, not ripped enough. Not. Mike just doesn't respect him. Yeah, I mean, at least an angel. <laughs> at least an angel. He works out a bit and stuff, you know. And <laughs> Sorry for uh, listeners. Uh, Mike's joining us via uh, call since he lives in the old UK. So uh, if you're if you're hearing a bit of lag, uh, not our fault. It's the whole, you know. It's the ocean. Uh, the ocean. <laughs> it's just slowing down his voice. So uh, blame the ocean. Um, also, guys, Journey. We haven't played this one yet. I feel like, terrible for not playing it yet. However, I have to say, I will play it soon. I just really wanted to start Assassin's Creed Revelations. Like I said on the last podcast, after seeing Assassin's Creed 3, uh, I was like, okay, I got to play Revelations now. So I started Revelations. I'll get back to that when we're talking about what we're playing. However, um, Journey's still on my mind. I'm probably going to play that this weekend. It's only like two hours, so I might as well just jump into it. Um, Journey's soundtrack. This is actually really surprising to me. Uh, Journey's soundtrack tops iTunes charts in over a dozen countries. Which is pretty cool. Um, composed by Austin Winery, uh, the OST has reached the top 10 charts in over 20 countries, including Japan, Canada, and Spain, and even received the number one spot in eight nations. Um, 
so that's kind of cool. I mean, I didn't. I mean, Journey surprised us in being the fastest selling PS PSN game ever, and now it seems that like you know everybody, pretty much everybody that played Journey or like eighty percent of them were like, oh wow, I got to pick up this album, this soundtrack, which is cool. I really like it when something like that happens. I hope uh, that game company gets um, a lot of bank for that. Yeah, totally. yeah I, uh, I I think that game soundtracks need to sell a lot more than they actually do because most of, it's it's a lot of like really good composed music in games that people just don't pay attention to. I agree with you, buddy. Uh, gaming has had some of the best music for a long time. That's why Power Glove, one of my favorite bands, they were at, they were at PAX East, um, metal band that only covers video game music, uh, and it's well, no, they don't only cover video game music. That's some of their best stuff, but they also do like Saturday morning cartoon stuff and uh, video game music fucking rocks let's be honest like uh from the old school final fantasies to even like let's say the metal gear theme like mario the mario song tetris like there are some classics that are just uh they're they're starting to be more recognized now like the tetris theme you hear it a lot in dubstep and stuff like that but like i wager that in 20 years uh people are going to be you know looking back at old school video game music as like you know classic or legendary not it's not quite there yet i mean the mario theme is kind of famous but um just because, you know, it isn't, like, such mass market, so mass market, that doesn't mean that, you know, some great composers can't work in video games. Um, do you guys have any examples of uh, video game music that you really love? Oh, yeah, I do. I'm sure you <laughs> do, man. Uh, you have your own feature. I've got, <laughs> I've got um, yeah, I do the classic tracks feature yeah. and stuff. I mean, uh, a couple of them... Um, uh, Resident Evil 2's um, ending credits. Full cr- yeah, full credits is really good, and also Silent Hill. That's now that's a, a series with a lot of great songs like um, Theme of Laura and You're Not Here and stuff like that from two and three respectively. And uh, uh, Tekken is actually really good as well. Tekken has got a great soundtrack. I've got Tekken Five on my iPod, and there's some there's some killer tunes on Speaking there. Speaking of the you. Silent Hill uh, soundtrack, Mike, are you familiar with, uh, mm. with the composer's name? I can't uh, oh God! Name. I'm hope yeah. I'm hopeless at pronouncing Japanese names. Well, I'll give it a go. I think it's Akira Yamaoka. Yeah, like yeah. That. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Nice job, man. Uh, but the thing is, uh, he is actually. I'm not sure if you know, but they're at least stateside. Uh, Silent Hill Revelations 3D, uh, Revelation 3D is a new Silent Hill movie. It's supposed to be coming out on on hmm. Halloween stateside. I'm not sure about the UK. Maybe at the same day. However, yeah, uh, it's probably not. Probably not the same time. Unfortunately, we have to wait a while. Okay, so. Uh, yeah. It's been confirmed, though, that... Uh, what was the name again? Sorry, buddy. What? Oh, Kyra Yamaoka. Yeah. Okay, Yamaoka. I'm just going to call him Yamaoka. It's yeah. been confirmed that he's doing all the music uh, for the movie. So oh, I think that's fantastic. really cool. How are you? I don't, know if, um, <clears throat> I don't know if any of you saw the original Silent Hill movie, but he the soundtrack was basically composed of in all the music from the games. It had like Silent Hill 1, 2, 3, and 4 in there. It was great. That's I, think, I think that movie is actually really underrated, uh, especially as far as... Um, uh, video game movies go. We've spoken about yeah, this totally on the podcast agree. before, and we agree. Yeah, it's. I mean, it wasn't yeah, a great was, movie, yeah. but it was a good video game movie, which uh, they are exactly. few and far between. Yeah. It was. It was. It was. It was pretty decent. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And, uh, number two, no, a revelation. Just for the record, it does sound pretty cool. It's very. Um. It sounds like it's adhering to um the plot of Silent Hill Three pretty well. Actually, they got um they got Heather in there. I think that, um Sean Bean's back. I think he's playing Harry True. Mason. They got yep. they got Claudia and uh, Leonard as well. Yep. So yep. that should be pretty good. Um, speaking of uh, third iterations of survival horror games, Dead Space <laughs> Three is shown up on pre-order at a South South African retailer. Uh, so this is this this made news. Um. 
This still blows my mind. Is Dead Space 3 not confirmed yet? Is that not a thing? How many times does it have to leak out for EA to actually be like, okay, yeah, sure. Like, what? Are they going to show up at E3 and, 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 and show like a five-second teaser of Isaac and say Dead Space 3? And is everybody going to be surprised? <laughs> like, holy shit. Dead Space yeah, we 3. didn't see that one come in. Yeah, come on. it's, it hasn't, no, it hasn't been officially confirmed yet, if you can believe it. But they, it's like you said, it's been teased for God knows how long now. And I think as early as um, last, oh, oh God, I think it must have been about, uh, February or March, um, some of, uh, one of the guys for me, um, for me, I think it was John. Oh God, I can't pronounce his um, surname for the life of me. Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah, he said that the series will probably. Um, it, it's not likely to get into the uh, five million selling region until Dead Space Three. So as early as two, you know, like a couple of months after the second one came out, they've been talking about number three. And I think it leaked from. Um, I think some uh, the logo for it leaked um, back in the summer. And it's just been popping up every now and then. But yeah, I, I, it's got to be, it can't be that long now. I mean, E3 at the very latest, but let's face it, who's going to be surprised, you know? That right. game is coming, it's just blatantly right. obvious. All right, uh, Visceral. Visceral now has a studio in Montreal. Uh, I, I, you know, a, a lot of uh, derailed listeners would know that I'm from Montreal. Let me, let me just tell you, I'm just, for, for our derailed listeners, Dead Space 3 is the thing. It's happening. Sorry. Sorry for <laughs> ruining the surprise for you. I'm just letting you know, Dead Space 3 is happening. Um... Well, hey. <laughs> hey, did you um, did you see the quote from the one of the Dead Space uh, story producers said that uh, Gears of War is uh, quote literally the worst writing in, in games? Yeah, I saw that today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that dude's got some balls. Not mm-hmm. not because I don't disagree with him, but just the fact that he said it in such a public forum. Who said that? Uh, actually, there was the the quote wasn't attributed to a name. It was just attributed to a Dead Space story producer. Oh, okay. <clears throat> oh, well, I take that back. His name's Chuck Beaver. <laughs> That's a good name, <laughs> Chuck Beaver. Um, so well, I can't wait till Dead Space Three, Don, for the record. Yeah, I mean, we could go off about it and make this podcast three hours long, but yeah, I'm with you, buddy. Uh, Dead Space Three. I, I hope it's closer to one than it is the two. But you mean in terms of uh, horror or? Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, less two. Two is just pretty much the big action game. Well, if rumors are anything to go by, Mister Joseph, um, then no, that won't be the case. In fact, I, I know it won't. It's it just my hopes. Yeah, I know. Mine too. Isn't it on an ice planet or something? Ice planet might be a first-person shooter. Might be way more action-oriented. Yeah, might be uh, way, way, way bigger on the whole multiplayer thing. Um, oh God. That, that, I'm sorry, but you know, multiplayer was something Dead Space didn't need, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I know people liked it, and it, 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 to be fair, it was kind of unique in a way. But I don't know. I just, oh, I don't know. Not enough people involved in it. I don't think. Trying to get okay. a game. But we we got to break off of Dead Space or else whenever. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys ever play Toe Jam and Earl? Hell yeah! Hell's yeah! Well, guess what? Yeah. Uh, Greg Johnson. Uh, who made the original Toe Jam and Earl, uh, is working on a new game for Sony on unspecified Sony platforms. Hmm. Sweet. Uh, there aren't many details, uh, though Johnson boasts that it's a super innovative in the area of emotional AI and personality simulation. Um, and as Mike said, furthermore, gamers can expect the game to be cute and filled with quirky personality. <clears throat> the project uh, will be marketed to a broad audience in the U.S., Europe, and Japan, so pretty much uh, video game players. Uh, um, aside from the aforementioned Toe Jam & Earl, Johnson also has also been involved with the likes of Starflight, Spore, The Sims 2, and Star Control 2 over the years. Hmm. So I think that's pretty cool, and I think it's even cooler that it's uh, going to be uh, for uh, 
Sony exclusive, I guess. But um, yeah, yeah, he brings kind of like the the quality of you know the quirk. Well, it's meant to be pretty quirky and stuff like Toe Jam and all. So if that translates over to this new project, that that would be pretty cool, I think. Mm-hmm. Also announced, 007 Legends. All-new James Bond action game for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. Developed by Eurocom, the same mm. studio responsible for last year's GoldenEye 007 Reloaded, Legends will take six classic Bond films and stitch them together in a unique, overarching narrative, conclude, concluding with this year's Skyfall. Uh, that's interesting. Um, mm. that I'm, I'm a massive James Bond film. I'm a film fan. I don't oh, know are you, Mike? Okay. Oh, yes, I, I, I am. I wouldn't expect why. No, no idea. No eh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this um, this is piqued my curiosity. I mean, I presume um, I, I don't know for certain, but the films. I mean, it'd be kind of cool if they did a film per bomb because there has been six bombs, hasn't there? There's yeah. Connery, there's Lazenby, there's Moore, there's Dalton, Bronson, Brosnan, and uh, Daniel Craig. So yeah, six. So I'd, I bet it'd be kind of cool if they represented each era um, with those things and how they're going to tie them together. I'm not sure, but. But it sounds pretty cool. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of films to choose from. If they're not if they're not going to use each bomb, there's a lot of films to choose from. I just hope they pick obviously the best ones. I mean, you've got to have, oof, you've got to have from Russia with Love or Goldfinger in there. I would have thought that's just me speaking as a Bond fan. I don't I know guess. what you guys think. I feel like they did something. I, I can't remember what. I feel like they did something with from Russia with Love recently. I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah, no, they did. They I think it came out in 2005. They made from Russia with Love and yeah, yeah. yeah, they've done. They, I think they've done, done a spin on Goldfinger, didn't they? Because they had the, they had odd job in, I think they had odd job in Goldeneye or the, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm sure they did a, yeah, because they did the, uh, they did a remake of Gold. Didn't they do a, a, a Goldfinger game or was that Goldeneye? I'm sure they did one with Goldfinger and odd job, odd job in. I'm, I could have sworn they did that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure, man. I got to brush up on my. Uh, Bond, yeah. Okay, well, no, I'm not imagining it. I think I think the characters showed up in a recent um, in a recent Bond game. It might have been Reloaded. I didn't play it, but whatever. Anyway, yeah, if I get this right, it should be good because um, I don't know some of the some of the, the latest Bond films, uh, Bond games haven't really been that great. I mean, uh, apparently, um, Quantum of Solace wasn't that good. What do you and, think, um, Joseph? James Bond? Yay or nay? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it it can be a good. Like those games can be good. Like the, the, there's proven track record of it. I I think that they need to get like a a good formula for it. Oh um, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, we've got. I'm just, just, just a quick aside since we're talking about uh, James Bond. We've got two things for you UK listeners. Number one, um, the PlayStation 3 D monitor <laughs> hits the UK uh, on April 26th. Uh, but that's the whole you know. Um, PlayStation branded 3D display that you can, you know, have that simul view going on where you're playing uh, the same game, uh, displaying differently on two different sets of glasses. So anyway, uh, it's available through Amazon. Uh, you can pick one up at Very, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, uh, Very.co.uk. And it it uh, retails for 449. That's crazy expensive. 449 euros, right? Am I getting that wrong? Uh, yeah, that's right. I think it's pounds, four hundred and forty-nine pounds. That's insane! Holy crap! Mm-hmm. Like, and that's meant to be a cheaper option into three D gaming. I might add. You could you could get that here for uh, like sometimes I see it on special sometimes for like three hundred dollars. Um, oh god! Yeah, I see it on like it's it's prices are like I saw I saw uh, on some deal forum that I usually visit today. 
Uh, let me just check it out uh, really quick. I saw it. It was like for you could get. Uh, okay, right here. Um, at uh, at Costco, J- Joseph, you you have Costco as well, right? Yeah, totally. Okay, well, at Costco, you could get a PlayStation Three display and a one hundred and sixty gigabyte PS Three bundled together for three ninety nine. So, for $399, you could get the 3D display and a 160-gigabyte PS3, which is a fantastic deal. That's $400, and you could just, out of the box, uh, have a great freaking time. Um, so, yeah. Second thing for our UK-only listeners. Uh, well, sorry, not UK-only listeners, but I mean, uh, you, you, you can move to Canada and still be a listener. Or you can move to America and still be a listener. Uh, you can win a PlayStation Vita. We're giving away another PlayStation Vita with PSU. Sorry that it's only UK. Uh, I was pretty sad at this myself. But um, we have a competition with Pure Chess. Uh, just check out the uh, website. Uh, what you need to do is you need to register to our forums, uh, visit the Pure Chess website, um, l- look at the game's features. It's basically a chess game coming to uh, Vita. Uh, you then you, all you got to do is super simple: visit a thread in our forums and tell us which feature you want the most and why. And then uh, check back on uh, Friday and see if you've won on April 27th. Uh, I won't be here Friday. I will be in another part of Canada for uh, some preview event that I'll talk about probably next episode um but yeah so whoever good luck to whoever enters uh sorry this is only uk and i know we do have uk listeners though so make sure to take advantage of that that's our second veto we're giving away at psu um i've got a giveaway i can plug sure plug the shit out of your giveaway (laughs) (laughs) all right so uh i've been in touch with a a bunch of guys at adark they make dual modded fight sticks so this works for you ps3 and 360 people so there's no reason not to enter true and this uh, uh, is this contest open uh worldwide like can someone from the uk join no it's gonna be us only (laughs) take that uk bitches Oh, sorry. And that makes me super sad. <laughs> Basically, I'm paying for shipping out of pocket, and it's a 10 pound stick. So, ouch. Yeah. So it's gonna it's gonna be US only. Um. Basically, you're gonna jump in the forms. Uh. Because we're trying to get the get the forms going, right? Mm. Yeah. And you're gonna you're gonna tell us why you think uh, a fight um uh, the AR fight stick would either benefit your your abilities in game or why you just need one in your life in general. Uh. And then we're gonna take those. Those contest entries, and I don't know if we're we're picking it out or if Adark's picking out. I think I told them that they get to pick the winner. Cool, man. And then we will ship you a one hundred and eighty dollar fight stick. Oh, sweet! Nice. Uh, and this is uh, like you said, four three sixty and PS three, and you can mod it the way you want. You can customize it, right? Um, it, it's not going to be so much customizing, but no, it, it's already uh, it's already built to to support three sixty and PS three. Like That's there's awesome. a little. There's a little switch up top that you just flip uh, depending on which console you want to play on. That's awesome. Uh, you guys, uh, I just want to go over quickly some release dates. Uh, there's been a, a bunch of release dates that, that dropped. So Datura, that crazy looking uh, PlayStation 3 exclusive uh, PSN game uh, developed by the guys that made Linger in Shadows. Um, that's where it uses PlayStation moves and you're just basically the, you're a hand walking through the forest looks crazy 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 interesting it piqued my curiosity when it was announced uh, I'm sure it's going to be one of those uh, really awesome artistic games that only shows up on PSN but anyway coming May 8th so really soon uh, look forward to that in, in US um, it's coming on May 8th I'm not sure about next time next time in UK okay wicked wicked uh, so yeah. look forward to that May 8th uh, looks really cool uh, also 
Pixel Junk 4AM, which I am really looking forward to, also uses the PlayStation Move to make crazy, uh, your own crazy music. Um, it'll hit the UK, US and UK on May 15th and 16th, respectively. So look forward to that. Uh, May is going to be a big month for PlayStation Network. Uh, a live beta also kicks off on uh, May 1st and will run for two weeks. So yeah, Pixel Junk 4AM looks awesome. Now, this is what I'm excited to talk about. This is what I really wanted to get to. Uh, Darksiders 2 has been delayed. Uh, it's been delayed, pushed to August 2012. The game was supposed to come out on June 29th. Um, and I think it was also supposed to come out in Europe on June 29th as well. But anyway, um, so, yeah, I am excited for this. Why? Because if you read my Darksiders 2 preview, you would know that Darksiders 2, while being a great game, had issues, which is probably why it got delayed. So, called it, bitches. I remember. Yeah, I called it. Yeah, nice one, Don. I said that, look, it's a great game, but there is not enough time. There, It's like the game would just get buried by the frame rate issues, uh, uh, the V-Sync. It had freaking, um, what's it called? What's well, V-Sync option? Oh, screen tearing, sorry. Uh, it had hardcore screen tearing, frame rate issues. Uh, the, the platforming wasn't quite there yet. However, if delaying it, keeping it in the oven until August allows them to fix this stuff, I am happy. And Darksiders 2 will come out a way better game. Believe you me. Um, Payday the Heist, another PSN game, is getting a sequel, uh, which is kind of cool. I guess uh, Starbreeze uh, did really well with this one. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm not sure. I don't know to... Wait, sorry. Starbreeze... First, I should have prefaced this by saying Starbreeze <laughs> uh, actually acquired uh, Payday the Heist dev. I don't, I'm not sure who... Okay, Overkill. Um, yeah, Overkill. Over, okay, so Overkill made Payday the Heist. Starbreeze uh, took them over. Starbreeze also made Syndicate earlier this year. Uh, and you said, Mike, that uh, they slashed 25 jobs? Yeah, apparently. It's an ledge face. They cut 25 jobs. So they slashed yeah, 25 jobs <laughs> and uh, bought uh, Overkill. All right. Um, the studio is working on the freemium-based Cold Mercury at present. Uh, it will not leave the AAA segment. So Starbreeze is working on two games right now, apparently. So that's Cold Mercury, right? And also Pay the yeah. Heist 2. But I guess that would be Overkill, just owned by Starbreeze now. That's kind of cool. Um, so uh, Starbreeze's boss, Mikhail Nairmark, said that uh, they will still continue to grow the first Payday to enhance that experience and move to the sequel. They're doing great stuff, and I'm not going to change that in any way. We're going to give them the creative freedom to do what they've done so well. Uh, Payday the Heist is a pretty cool game. It's kind of like Left 4 Dead the Bank Robbery. Um, if you guys haven't checked it out, it was uh, definitely one of the coolest games to come out on PSN this year. It's PSN exclusive. Uh, make sure you check it out. Joseph, I know that you can't wait for this, right? Apparently quoted by Aces High 291 I cannot wait. <laughs> wait for the, the sequel? Uh, yeah. Yeah, man, uh, that it payday was really good. Yeah, I, I didn't play it. It looked really fun, though. I mean, uh, playing that with a few. Is it was it split screen? Actually, I don't remember. I think I that's the I, reason I, I didn't tried. play. It. Yeah, I think that's the reason I didn't play it was because it wasn't split screen. I'm not that I didn't have any interest, but I had a few buddies over once, and uh, we were looking for something to play split screen, and we it was between that and Dungeon Defenders, and we settled settled for Dungeon Defenders, which is also a great game if you yeah. guys have never checked it out. Um, Payday looks really fun. I think you got to play it over PlayStation Network, though. Yeah, Payday is really awesome. Uh, sequel probably gonna be just as awesome. So more DLC. Uh, Famitsu detailed cool. some new Final Fantasy 13 2 uh, content uh, via Andrea Sang. Uh, Andrea Sang reports that Famitsu said that uh, FF 13 2 will be receiving fresh DLC. 
uh, in Japan next month. Um, and according to the publication, Square will release the new Snow and Valfather DLC on May 15th with uh, sheds light on Snow's feelings for Sarah. And apparently, the DLC's theme is Don't Fight for Me. That's what it says. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the theme of this DLC uh, is about fourth by Square Enix is don't fight for me. Okay, great. So I'll run from every battle. Uh, furthermore, FF13-2's Matomu Toriyama confirmed that the episode will offer details on Snow's mission as a lessee, <laughs> as well as go into more detail on the mys- mysteries surrounding the Coliseum. I'm sorry if you've never played FF13. This message just sh- sounded like total gibberish to you. Uh, I should be <laughs> getting... Oh, uh, I should be getting FF13 too soon, though. I mean, a, f- a buddy of mine has had it for a long time. He wanted to give it to me, but uh, I just haven't seen him. Um Interesting aside, I picked up uh, two video games recently, both for $20 each. A really great Ooh. deal. Uh, Joseph, I don't know if uh, if you, you can uh, check this out at uh, Best Buy Best Buy's near you, but I picked up, uh, this week I picked up Resistance 3 and Rayman Origins, 20 bones each, brand new. That was yeah, nice. it's actually pretty good. Both of these games are really good. Yeah, man. Uh, so can't wait to play... Uh, I'm going to play uh, Resistance first, but I'm playing Assassin's Creed now. Like I said, I'll get to that after. Um, another, one more thing about games being canceled slash delayed. Guess what, Joseph? I'll let you handle this one. Prey 2, not canceled, but won't be out this year. Yeah, so basically, uh, all of Bethesda, they sent out an email to all the people, uh, all the press people, and basically saying that, hey guys, Prey 2 is not, it's frankly not up to our standards. Uh, this game needs to be better if we're going to release it. Uh, we are going to release it. It's, you're just not going to see it this year. Hmm. Which was, uh, I think that was really crazy because you never see uh, a pub- publisher straight up say like, hey, this game is not good right now. Okay. So uh, I, I th- I'm I, actually really excited about that game. I think it looks like an awesome like bl- Blade Runner in space type thing. And uh, I think it's a shame that a human head could not keep it together. I I have no comment on that. I mean, we spoke about this a little bit off air, but uh, I just don't. I just don't. It's not that I'm not excited for Prey Two. I didn't play Prey the first Prey, and um, I'm just. I don't know. Um, I've got nothing. No, I can't be any less excited for Prey Two. Not that I could be any more excited. But Mike, I mean, are you excited for Prey Two at all? Uh, like you, I didn't play the first one, so you know. I can't really comment on it, but there is um, there was something else that developed today. Apparently, this is just a rumor, mind you, from um, I think it's from um, Shack News, a source close to them. They said that uh, development of the game hasn't actually progressed anywhere since November last year. Oh, apparently, geez. because because Human Head is trying to negotiate a better deal with uh, Zenimax Media, which is the parent company for uh, Bethesda, and um, apparently they've been trying to do that for a while. And uh, took discussion apparently, like I said, just a rumor. Discussions apparently fell through in January, and at this point, so according to this uh, according to this report. Uh, they're not really sure what's happening at the moment. They, but um, it's been said that Bethesda could still get another developer on board if Human Head doesn't take over, or the project may not even see the light of day at all. So okay. you know, there we go. Yeah, which is a shame. You know, for all those people obviously looking forward to it. Because to be fair, it had you know looking around it, a lot of people were looking forward to that game, and it was going to be a, a pretty big release. But like I said, that's all just rumor. You know, uh, that's not confirmed at all. But it does. If it is true, then you know it looks like it's in a bit. I'm sailing through turbulent waters, shall we say? Uh, Mike, quick aside, let me break. Uh, let me break the mold here. Uh, quick aside, let me read mm. your mind. Uh, you have a brother called Stephen, right? 
Uh, yeah. All right, cool. Anyway, uh, so, <laughs> Why'd you say that? <laughs> uh, no, no reason. Um, by the way, guys, uh, <laughs> Joseph gets it. Uh, Rafael Bauza Flores, uh, a longtime podcast listener, says <laughs> that this is breaking, by the way. Hyperstrike, who is no longer on the podcast, uh, Matt Rasp, our Australian, our ex-Australian uh, writer, uh, he has commanded uh, Matt Rasp to play God of War Chains of Olympus. Very random, but it just happened. So, uh, hey, Matt, if you're listening to this, fucking get your shit together. Play Chains of Olympus. Um, then you should and probably reply to my email. goddammit. it! Yeah, reply to his fucking email. <laughs> uh, I don't know what email he's talking about, but do it. Uh, anyway, catch up email. <laughs> uh, oh God, I mentioned God of War, and that's uh, we're about to get into the, this this week's topic. But uh, soon, soon, just three more three more headlines first. <clears throat> Max Payne. Getting comic book series. <sighs> it's collaboration with Marvel, Rockstar. Comic books. Max Payne. One, two. Troubled past. Dan Hauser. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it's, meant to be, uh, it's, pre, it's a prequel comic, isn't it? Set, yeah. Um, it's going to be set before the um, uh, Max Payne 3 to like, yep. reveal more about his troubled past and all that kind of stuff. Come uh, on, Max Payne. Cool, man. I mean, I, that's all I ever hear about him. Troubled past, troubled past. So your family died. Oh, big shit. You're addicted to painkillers and, and alcohol. Who isn't? Jesus. Come on, Max. Get your shit together. And now you all have some uh, insight into Don's life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I came home one day. There was just crying babies. I have no idea what's really going on. Anyway. Um, yeah, so comic book series with Marvel. If you're into, if you're into Max Payne, my, or, uh, we should have a preview going up soon of Max Payne 3. Um you'll know that it's very awesome. It's going to be one of this game's biggest one of this year's biggest games. Um, nobody's really talking about much much about Max Payne. I mean, everybody's kind of like, you know, knows it's going to be good, but uh, I I've, I've noticed the internet is full of skeptics for Max Payne 3. Just it's been so long. However, all I have to say mm-hmm. is what well, my preview is going to be be about is listeners, you have forgotten how fun bullet time can be. That's all I'm going to say. That's the majority of my preview is going to be about. It's just Rockstar is is going above and beyond on this one. Trust me. It's you're, Nobody's really talking about it that much yet. It is pretty hyped, but Max Payne 3 will be one of this year's biggest games. Uh, mark my words. Doesn't that happen with every Rockstar game, though? It's like yeah. no one talks about it until like yep. a month, month and a half until it comes out. Uh-huh. And, and then what, when all critics are, when, when everybody gets like review codes and stuff like that, everybody's like, whoa, 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 L.A. Noir is some serious shit. And yeah, you're right. Uh, then the same thing happened for Red Dead. And uh, I'm telling you, it'll, it'll happen for Max Payne. Um, one more thing. Uh, I had the opportunity to speak to, well, actually... Not the last thing, but the last news story. I had the opportunity to speak to Jeff Kales. Uh, he's producer uh, on Penny Arcade's new game, Rain Slick Precipice of Darkness 3. He actually works at Penny Arcade, though. Um, I actually had the opportunity to speak to him at PAX, where I played, uh, like I just said, on the Rain Slick Precipice of Darkness. That's a mouthful. Uh, they did that on purpose. <laughs> well, that title is a mouthful. Penny Arcade's On the Rain Slick Precipice of Darkness, Episode 3. I played it at PAX. It's really fun. It's pretty much Final Fantasy IV. Uh, they ditched the whole uh, created character thing, so you don't play as the character you've created in the first two episodes. If anybody's a fan of the uh, first two games, I know I am. Um, you don't play as your created character. You play as Gabe and Tycho as well as... Well, I mean, they, they are the main characters, and you, you pretty much uh, party up with other characters from the Penny Arcade universe. Um, it's pretty much a 16-bit RPG, very much in the vein of uh, FF4, uh, stuff like that. Um, well, gameplay-wise, I mean, uh, you get into uh, turn-based 
battles and stuff like that. There's the whole action bar. Uh, anyway, it's pretty much exactly like FF4, and uh, it's not. It's right now. It's only gonna be as far as consoles go. It's only on uh, Xbox 360, which is sad. Uh, it was announced kind of like as a 360 exclusive, not really coming to PS3, even though. Anyway. I spoke to him and he basically said that they really want to put it on PS3 and that he has no doubt in his mind that it will be on uh, – or sorry, he this, this exact quote was he fully expects that they will be on PSN. Here's his quote. We do want to do it. It's not going to launch on PSN. However, we do want to be on it and I fully expect we will be on it, just not at launch. We need to find the right porting house to do it or the right partners that have the technical savvy. Uh, he says Z-Boyd, the developers currently making uh, the new game, uh, have sent emails to Sony asking about how to get tools to maybe do it themselves. So we're still exploring possibilities. Whether Z-Boyd does it himself or whatever, we'll figure something out. Um, and then I asked, you know, like when when exactly would he expect to uh, to be on PS- PlayStation Network? Because the thing is, the weird thing about this is that, you know, he says that uh, they can't really port this to PS3. You know, they couldn't find the way. However, this thing is being made uh, through XNA, right? It's being made for Xbox 360. But the thing is, he says it's hard to port to PS3, but they're bringing it to PC, Mac, iOS, and Android. So, like, how hard can it be to bring it to PSN if they're freaking making it for phones, you know? Like, geez. Um, so anyway, I asked him when he would expect it to come, and he says, uh, I would hope that we'd be able to figure something out within the first six months. It has nothing to do with Sony. It's just the way the original Cthulhu engine was created. We just haven't found a porting house that we want to partner with yet. So any fans, I mean, uh, I pretty much wrote this, spoke to a super uh, minority on the internet of people that they are they're into the Penny Arcade games, but I happen to be a fan um, of those RPGs and so I was happy to hear that, yes, eventually, don't worry, it'll come to uh, PSN, which makes me happy. I don't know if you guys ever played the Penny Arcade games. Um, I haven't, actually. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, pay any attention to the comics, so... Okay, well, still, I mean, uh, even if you don't, I mean, there, there, is a, there are a bunch of cameos and stuff like that, um, but even if you don't, it's still, there's great writing. <clears throat> Somebody want to... Uh, actually, I'm just going to... I'm going to contact uh, a very special maybe guest, and uh, but I'll leave Mike talking about this. We've had a really interesting feature go up called PS3's Top 5 Biggest <laughs> Letdowns. You know it, Mike. Of course I was going to talk about it. Uh, our own Mike Harridans did a really great job of trying to narrow down all five of PS3's biggest fuck-ups. Um, <laughs> throughout it's always negative as it sounds. Yeah, kind of. But it just, I, don't, I read this a few times. And I just get so depressed. <laughs> it's Mike nailed it so spot on. But it just reminds me of Shit. really, really, you know, sad times in PlayStation's uh, life cycle. But, uh, Mike, you want to you take it from here? What are your top five biggest fuck-ups of PS3? Okay, yeah. Well, unsurprisingly, one of them is the letter, which is the, um, in case you haven't played that, it's the one where you're controlling a giant dragon, basically. Right. And that was pretty... That was... That was pretty ambitious at, uh, ambitious at first when it was uh, when when it was announced, you know, especially from a uh, graphical point of view. But it basically the application of the um, uh, six axis six axis and everything, the control was pretty pretty um, was really bad. Um, the combat was pretty terrible as well. In fact, most of the things to do with the game, apart from the soundtrack and visuals, was pretty bad. It was very re- it was pretty repetitive, you know. Controlled even though they patched it. So you could use the um, left analog stick um, to control. It was still pretty dodgy, and it just—it was—it's a classic example of a game being 
completely over height and which is the same case for um Hayes, which is another um pick i I, uh, think it's, I think it's funny that the two games that you picked uh mm-hmm. to to put in this uh, article are two games that single-handedly tanked their studios after they released <laughs> Lol. yeah well unfortunately it had to be some of the worst examples and unfortunately it had to be you know i think it's it's a shame because there was, both of these games had a lot of um, potential, I think. Everyone can agree with that. I mean, Hayes, which is the next one uh, we chose, um, that was actually dubbed PS3's Halo Killer. And <laughs> that's, that didn't turn out to be the case at all. Again, it was just a case, it was just incredibly generic. It had terrible AI, uh, pretty bad level design as well. And it was just everything you could um, imagine from kind of like this, just a cookie-cutter shooter. You know, it wasn't, it was decidedly average. And, you know, especially if you're going to label something a Halo Kidder as well, then you really need to know your shit. And like I said, I think it was more, like I, I think I said something like this in the actual article, it's more more like something that Master Chief would scrape, scrape off the bottom of his boot heel than actually cowering theory. Yeah, because that's pretty much how point. it was. Thanks. <laughs> uh, the other ones, um, um, moving on from the games, the other one we had um, a pretty obvious one, which is no cross um, voice chat. Um, that's, I think that's pretty much upset most people because let's face it, you know, um, online is a huge um, component in gaming these days. Everyone wants to use that kind of feature cross chat and, you know, Sony's had a lot of flack for not including that. And the sad thing is it probably never will be because it's to do with some kind of technical limitations. Now I don't pretend, I'm not going to pretend I know the details on that, but you know, whatever, but. Either way, it's not, you know, let's just hope they sort that kind of thing out for the future because, I'm, you know, everyone's going to want to have that in the next PlayStation. I think we can all agree. And the fact that it hasn't been here or put in here um, retroactively, is, uh, uh, it's upset a hell of a lot of people. It's probably one of the, in fact, talking to a lot of people and reading around, a lot of people um, list that as their um, number one. What, cross game chat? Yeah, cross Fuck game. Yeah, chat. dude. Like me specifically, yeah. I must have told you about twenty times. The damn cross game. That that's a huge letdown for me. I play, I play a lot yeah, of multiplayer games, and I play <laughs> a lot of single player games. But the thing is, uh, what you can do on Xbox is, you know, you're you're bored, you're you're achievement hunting, you're playing Assassin's Creed, uh, running through looking for feathers. But you, you're still talking to a buddy of yours. You know, you you're talking to a buddy of yours. He's playing, I don't know, Monday Night Combat or something. You're playing Assassin's Creed. It's fun. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't, exactly. don't, do not ask about the examples I gave. Don't just, I don't know, it was just super <laughs> random. Uh, yeah, exactly. So and PS3, you know, much... this this powerhouse, sorry for cutting you off, buddy, but uh, no, no, go ahead. this powerhouse can handle fucking uh, curing cancer with Foley at home, but can't handle cross game chats. <laughs> come on, they added so many things on top of PS3's like original architecture, like trophies and stuff yeah. like that. And but cross yeah. game chat, they don't have enough memory for it. It's just sad to me. However, the PS Vita pulls it off flawlessly, so yeah. it's just so as sad. I, yeah, as I said, everyone's got uh, everyone's hating on Sony for that, and I don't blame them. As you said, you know they added all that stuff in, and it still didn't. You know, it's yeah. Let's move on from that because it's quite depressing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the other one is um. The other one is something that kind of plagued um, PS3 kind of in its early days, but still still was apparent a couple of years ago, is poor third-party ports. And I think we can all agree that a lot of those were pretty shoddy. I mean, <laughs> Bayonetta! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bayonetta. I was going to come to that. Yeah, I, I play Bayonetta, and after going, um, comparing it to the 360 version, it's um, it's pretty apparent. I mean, that, that as an example, that one had a terrible frame rate and loading times, for example. Yeah. I mean... Even when you just went to pick up an object, it would like freeze for a bit and stuff. Compared to the, uh, the 360 version, when it was a seamless transition, and it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, they, 
I mean, I think everyone's pretty aware that PS3 has, is kind of tricky to program for. That's probably putting it mildly, actually. But, you know, as you pointed out, Don, actually, I think in the very first podcast, you know, these days devs have got, um, they're, they're more used to, accustomed to the intricacies of the hardware now. And a lot of the time we're seeing games that are looking and performing better on PS3 than 360. Like, I think L.A. Noir was the example. You yeah, used. yeah. Damn, I've got a good memory. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And um, but yeah, back in the early days of PS3, you and um, we got kind of like the, um, the shitty end of the stick when it came to that. And a, a lot of people, if you read it, you know, followed a lot of um, forums around that time, a lot of feedback, a lot of people were upset with that. And it was yeah. very, very, it was very noticeable. And a lot of reviewers picked up on that. They said, you know, well, we tried the we tried the 360 version, you know, but the yep. PS3 and you know, the 3S3 version, you know, had a sloppy frame rate and screen tearing. It's yep. you know, it's a pound a penny, you know. So there that, were that a was few obs- big ones. There were a few really yeah. big ones. To name a few, there was Lost Planet. Yeah, go, go for it, man. I remember the Lost Planet. The first Lost Planet was just horrible on PS3. Uh, the Orange Box, if you guys remember that, that was oh, a big yeah, the, letdown. The Orange Box. That's, yeah, that was about probably one of the. The yeah, yeah. The orange box yeah. was a huge letdown on PS3. Uh, Madden 08. Oh, I remember that being really bad. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, that original Sonic the Hedgehog game that came oh, out. Oh god, and that yeah. was a terrible game to begin yeah, with. Yeah, true. And uh, <laughs> let's not forget uh, Fear. When they brought Fear One to PS3, it was just atrocious. It was just oh god. Really. Yeah, Fear 1 was really bad on PS3. But, you know, it's not like PS3 can handle uh, old-ass PC games anyway. Anyways, whatever. So, uh, yeah, well, I not expecting anything check good. Out, check out that feature. Uh, give your two cents. There's there's a lot of people that uh, added their comments to that, which is nice. Yeah. Um, it's, um, actually, there was one more, but my brain has gone completely dead, believe it or not. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, for, for what? You mean the top five? Yeah, I can't believe it. My brain has just gone completely dead. You had layer. Uh, there has um, has um, poor um, third party ports. Um, yeah, cross game chat. Uh, cross game chat and God, God Oh, Mike, well the other you one. forgot the big one. The PlayStation Three will retail for five hundred and ninety-nine dollars. Yes, yes. yes. Right. Yeah, I think yeah. I mean, the price. Enough said. You know, people are going to be. You know, they got the PlayStation Twos with some pretty cool games coming out, and then Sony's like, oh, we got yeah, PS3 coming out or anything. Yeah, we got. Games with giant enemy crabs and stuff, and it's going to cost you five hundred and ninety-nine dollars. All right, guys, uh, we <laughs> just had we just had someone super special walk into the office. Uh, guess who, guys? Guess who? But wait, I'll let you. I'll, I'll tell you who. Um, just I'll preface it a little bit. Uh, yesterday night, this was yesterday night, right? I'm not crazy. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm what when did this whole ascension thing? Yeah, okay. Yesterday night. Uh, wait, was it yesterday night? Uh, or maybe it was the yeah. Night. It was last night. It was last night. Yeah, it was Thursday night. I think. No, I think it was Thursday morning. Yeah. Oh, it's Thursday night for me. Sorry, I'm in the UK. Sorry. Right, 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 right. So, um, Amazon comes out and it's like, "Yo, fuck that PlayStation reveal. Uh, we're gonna let you guys know that God of War Ascension is a thing." And we'll start talking about it soon. And maybe some of our oblivious listeners are like, well, God of War Ascension. But um, I remember getting home that night and being like, holy shit, got to write this up. I get online um, from my house. And, and who other, who other than Tim, Boss Snake, the second best, Tim Borelli, Noons, fucking writing it up already. Good job, Tim. And with us on episode 18, special guest, super special guest, Tim Noons. How are you, Tim? I am okay. How Yay! about you? Yay! Tim's here. I'm great. Hello, Tim. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Mike. Uh, so, uh, we yeah. have another one of those people. <laughs> those people. Uh, Tim is a podcast veteran. Not really. Uh, he, how, Tim, how many episodes have you been on? 
I believe this would be my fifth. Hmm. Mike? Oh, what, how many have I been on? Are you asking me how many Tim's been on? <laughs> no, no, how many have you been on? Oh, God, I think I've been on everyone since um, episode five. Really? Wait, from, yeah. some, from one to five you weren't there? No, I wasn't there to begin with, no. Damn. It was, no, Matt was in my place, I think. Matt oh. was on in the early ones. That was a good fucking trade. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, Matt. Uh, we, we love you. But, uh, yeah, I have been on every single one, surprise, and including that Uncharted special and including that never-aired Lost episode. I still tear up oh. about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that uh, hurts Tim, Tim, Mike, and I. But um, glad to have you on, Tim. Well, thank you. I'm so, glad to be back. Great. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this. Tim, uh, you were up late that night, uh, as was I, reporting this. Uh, so Amazon posted that uh, God of War rumor, right? Tell us more. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it seemed to be, like, from the way it looked, it looked to be like a leaked review, because it was supposed to be uh, yesterday when it was launched, you know, the 419th announcement. Uh, but they put it up the night before on the 18th, uh, including the official reveal trailer, which pretty much gives away that it's the actual game, and it's not one of those, like, you know, inconspicuous sort of, or not, you know, dramatic little posts that they put in there for, you know, we think we have it. Yeah. It's like, this is the whole thing. Yeah. Um, all right, we, we can start, I mean, this is clearly this week's topic, this is the big thing, uh, but, Mike, uh, can you, you, you want to give us your two cents on God of War? I mean, if, for, for any of those who haven't watched the trailer, pause the podcast, go watch the trailer. Um, it's all artsy fartsy. Kratos is all like, Bruh! and you know, it has him, you know, Gaia uh, narrating, speaking about, um, you know, uh, that this is probably hinting that this is probably going to be a prequel, and that you know, uh, stuff happened before he became the Ghost of Sparta, and well, I don't know. We, we've already had two prequel games, but anyways, Mike, you want to you want to give us what you think about this? Yeah, well, I've. I don't know if you guys know, but I've already played God of War 3, so my experience is kind of limited. But so it's like I've already since I've already played that game, I can't really um, form a good opinion because wait, wait, you know, you, you know that God of War 1 and 2 came out on PS2, right? So that means that you'd totally be interested in playing them. They're, they're, it's God of War 1 and 2 are years old, Mike. Uh, yeah, yeah, that I know. Pique your I, interest? No, it's they kind of <laughs> passed me by for some reason. I don't know why. It's one, just one of those games that I just I kept meaning to play, but for whatever reason, I just got never around to it. I was probably trying to yeah. I don't know beat Nemesis with a combat knife <laughs> in Resident Evil nah, 3 or something. I'm, I'm just I'm just pulling your dick, buddy. But um, <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's what it was. Oh, <laughs> if okay. you can, if you can, uh, pick up the HD collection, man. Um, yeah, totally, man. But yeah, I don't know. Well, okay, I love God. I uh, make it simple. I love God of War three, so I'll probably end up playing this, but. In, at the end of the day, we need to hear from someone who's played them all, and because I'm sure there's bound to be a bit of brand fatigue associated with this by now, I would have thought. But I could be wrong. Uh, uh, Joseph, I've I've played one and three. That's it. That's it. All right. I guess Tim and I are the only one that have played them all. Yep. And platinum them all. Are you platinum them all? Woohoo! God damn it! I thought I was the only one to have five God of War platinums. Fuck you, Tim. You're fucking get out of the office right now. You're just you're out of this podcast. Uh, Second best. Always going to be behind you, big boy. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I guess Tim and I can talk more about uh, what this means. I don't know. Look, um, they've already had two prequels. Ghost of Sparta, Chains of Olympus. Now, they're saying that this this might be a prequel. And, uh, uh, you know, they Amazon's description said that this might be Sony Santa Monica's most ambitious God of War project yet. Uh, what does this mean? Uh, what I hope this means. Here's what I hope this means. I hope this means um, that it's going to be super dramatic. 
you know, a super dramatic take on God of War. You're really going to flesh out Kratos as a character. I mean, this is the only, like, way to fucking save it right now because I am not on board. I, I'll be honest right now. I am not on board with this. I, I've had enough God of War. I'd love to see what Sony Santa Monica can, can do next. It's not even called God of War 4. It's just God of War Ascension, uh, which when I saw the headline uh, led me to believe that this was going to be a PS Vita title, which I'd actually prefer uh, getting some God of War on the Vita. But no, it's going to be PS3 exclusive. Here's it's gonna be a prequel. So here's what I hope it will be. Um, I hope it will be something like Kratos is a human. He's not yet, you know, uh, a demigod or whatever the hell. He's he's not yet imbued with the chains and the, the power to fuck shit up. Uh, so he's human, uh, and you play through the whole, you know, him commanding an army and his family dying and that whole thing with Ares where he sells his soul or whatever that that I hope that's the end of the game. So the end of the game starts as we all know uh, Kratos. So this will be the most prequel. So I hope for the majority of the game he's human and stuff like that and it's super dramatic and you know since he's not Kratos Kratos he's still getting hurt by everything so uh, he's still a monster in combat but very very much more human side to Kratos. You see him like with his family and stuff like that and you know what's going to happen the whole game. I think that'll be cool. Now uh will that happen probably not what's gonna happen is just gonna be another prequel and who the fuck is left for kratos to kill can i know because like who is he who's he gonna kill because everybody every single other character ever mentioned uh gets killed or something terrible happens to them uh later on in the game especially the third one where he just caps like 30 people um caps that's right yeah caps just, just the that's what he does back in the day <laughs> just the thought of him being human and then yelling at his uh family is uh I, i'd pay for that yeah i think i think the only way the only place they can go with this is him he's not white you know he's not the ghost of sparta he's he's not white no that's not <laughs> what i meant his skin, he, <laughs> he knows better than that yeah he doesn't have uh, his skin isn't ashed and and that he's just a commander a general of an army and uh you see some dude with roid rage, kind of voiced by Mike Herodance. Some dude <laughs> just going home at night and beating his family or something. I don't know. Something a super dramatic take on it would be nice, but uh, I don't know. And Tim, where do you think they're gonna go with this? Um, you're I with the way you said I, that would be probably the most optimal. Um, if if they really wanted this to be like that, from the way it looks, it's gonna be fan service, and that's really what it should be because that's really. With the material that's left, that's really the only thing they can do. Uh, but if you look at it uh, as a sort of like a, an actual character development, instead of it being sort of you know like you have this Roy's guy, he destroys shit all day long, every day, all five days that he plays. Right? <laughs> this but, you Roy's know, guy. That should be a back of the box quote or something. <laughs> uh, you've got guy. this Roy's guy. Um, but you know, it it gives him the the human side. You know, he. With with the way that it's um, interluded into the first game, he has a very you know like deep appreciation for his family. They could give him into that, uh, you know, lead it into that. Um, do something like they did with um, uh, what the hell was that one? The first one, the Chains of Olympus. Uh, that that mashing cut scene where he had to oh, yeah. push his daughter away. Seriously, that was gut wrenching. Uh-huh, by uh-huh, the way, uh-huh. anyway, they should do stuff like that. Pull on heartstrings with this one. This gives the character for Kratos. Bring it to us, give it to us, and then end the game where he's jumping off the Mount Olympus. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. I just. That's the only thing they really can do without making it Call of Duty. <clears throat> Many know the legend of Kratos, the mortal turned god. I'm listening to the trailer right now. <laughs> um, and again, a, a first-person God of War. 
God. That of was Duty. the original idea, by the way. Let's uh, let's do this God of Duty concept. <laughs> God of Duty. That sounds like a poop joke. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible poop joke. No, I'll give that one to you. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so what did she uh, say? I was just listening to the trailer. Kratos would break his blood blood oath to an unjust god or something. I don't know. Uh, they said be- before he was. Um, before he was this and before he was that. So yeah, this is probably gonna be him when he was human. Well, what are they gonna do though? Like, introduce Norse mythology into it. And, yeah. You know, the title is really weird. Unless it's gonna be a complete spinoff. I don't know. I don't think they do that, would you? No, no, no. They wouldn't. Yeah. It's still Santa Monica doing it. I don't think they'd dismiss anything they've done. I, uh, it's gonna be like Kratos. We're hungry. Uh, go hunt us a deer, and it just fucking cuts to him bashing a deer's fucking skull into a rock. Just like, <laughs> sorry, there's not much meat left here. That I've got some hooves and like, uh, I don't know, like what? I don't know. They could turn it into that uh, that YouTube video where that guy's making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich to like the whole God of War thing. <laughs> yeah, Hilarious. yeah, yeah. That was, that was really funny. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's God of War Ascension. I mean, you guys can send us emails, podcast at psu.com. Tell us what the hell you think Ascension will be and what you want uh, from Ascension. Um, How do you feel about the title, Ascension? Like, it's going, it's like from humanity to that. Like, what do you think is Ascension? Like, if you look at the series, he's already at the very top at the very end. He killed Zeus. He kills everything, the world. For everything forever. You know, but that's the point of Ascension. Like, I, I don't know if like, Ascension is ironic in the fact that he's going from nothing to something, or if it's like the first step in the Ascension. Mm. Mm. Here's, the, here's the definition, at least the uh, dictionary.com definition for Ascension. <laughs> the act of defining or making definite, distinct, or clear. Wait, what? Hold on. Or being redundant, that's fun. No, sorry. That was the that was the definition for the word definition. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really messed up. <laughs> Good work, Santa Monica Studios. <laughs> I I kind of uh, googled that with. Okay, so the act of rising to an important position or a higher level, the ascent of Christ into heaven on the fortieth day after the resurrection. Um, here here is where here's where the poet twist. Sony Santa Monica. Kratos was Jesus Christ all along. God of War was the story of Jesus Christ all along. That would be a wicked story. I'd totally be way more uh, Christian Catholic or something if, if I... Jesus if, was Kratos? OMG. This was Kratos? Oh my god. <laughs> Kratos back in the party days when he had long hair and... <laughs> Holy shit, can you imagine that? If, it, if it's like Kratos as a teenager, like fucking all sexually awkward and stuff like you play him in god of war 3 where he's just like boning girl after girl after girl but like he's you know like um his high school experience i don't know why kratos is in high school but he is and it's like uh mariana are you going to the prom (laughs) he pulls up and pimped out horse and buggy not with you fucking loser and shuts a fucking locker in his face i mean but it just ends in like Kratos ripping her in half, right? Because that's how he handles things. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's just him and fucking him in the limo. About she's about to have sex with him. She's wasted out of his mind. And he just premature ejaculates everywhere, and she starts laughing. Blood and the limo door opens, and all her friends see. And he just—that's where the blind rage starts. She just rah, just breaks her in half, kills every other student in the school. Anyway, that'd be an awesome game. But um, and he ultimately marries her and kills her. Yeah, and kills her again <laughs> in that order. <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, any other thoughts about God of War Ascension, you guys? I don't know. I, I think it's a, a weird kind of case study where you see people complaining about franchise fatigue with God of War, uh, but like really, the unless you played the PSP games, uh, I really don't see like they don't release games every year. Like you know what I mean? Right. And people are are complaining about oh it's I'm so tired of God of War, but I I really don't get it because I it's like it that hasn't hit me at all. Right. Right. Yeah, I know what you mean. And as far as the studio is concerned, Santa Monica is pretty astute with everything they do. So if they're going to go on board with another God of War game, I I have faith strongly enough to say that they know what they're doing. Mm. But I hope I don't have to eat my words. I'm going to knock on wood. Yeah, this is is the first uh, God of War game from Santa Monica that that has the same creative producer, I think, because it was Jaffe with one... And then it changed for two, and then it changed for three again. I think this is the, yeah, the it first was... sequel that has the same director. Oh, d- is Stig Osmussen still doing it? Like, yeah, he's doing something so. else, isn't it? That no, was no, it's, it's not Stig, no, it's not Stig, I don't think. He's, um, it's another guy I'm doing this one. I saw, I saw Corey Barlog. I was at the food court. Of, oh, so, so yeah, so it was uh, David Jaffe. Then for the second one, they promoted the art director to just overall director uh, to game designer or whatever, game director. Uh, so it's David Jaffe, then Corey Barlog, then Stig Asmussen. Uh, and the, um, the PSP ones also had uh, different directors each. So it's kind of like a God of War thing where every single game has a different uh, director, which I think is really cool because uh, that means that each, each God of War game was different enough you know and, and good at its own thing um like for example uh what's my favorite god of war game like overall is ghost of sparta i think that the hd version uh of ghost of sparta is the, it's not the flashiest god of war 3 certainly takes a cake but like this ghost of sparta is just so fun it's so different um i don't know i i really i really 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 like uh, Ghost of Sparta. Just everything you do in it, it's just the levels, the the combat is just really good. The the, the weapons, but uh, you know, an argu- the same argument can be made for every other God of War. I mean, I don't know. What what are your guys' favorites? Well, three since I've already played it. Right. <laughs> See them when I play. Right, Tim. I'd have to say three. Uh, with without it being uh, you know outside of the norm of the standards inside of the whole God of War series, a lot of prepositions yeah. in there for no reason. Uh, apart, you know, with it staying in the normal guys, it gave. Kratos a character that the other ones hadn't done. It gave him emotions at the end without him being emotional and it gave him like almost an empathy for the rest of the world even though he put it in ruins. Yeah. Uh, it's it was a much deeper experience especially those uh, uh those water interlays where he was walking around in his memories. Yeah. It was oh, a yeah, much that deeper was, that game. Was epic. Mm. Plus punching Poseidon in first person view oh, was great. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> That was amazing. Joseph, what's your favorite God of War? Uh, I totally dug one, uh, a lot more than three, and then for some reason I could never get into two. Mm. Um, So, yeah, one for me. All right, guys, well, uh, let's start wrapping this uh, episode up. Uh, First, we're just going to bring up a few emails. Uh, We we didn't have many emails since last week. We did have a few from from our podcast. Wait, he's got a title now. Hold on. (laughs) Mike, do you remember what his title is? Uh... No, sorry. <laughs> I can't well, remember. A lot of emails from him, though. <laughs> yeah. There are, okay, hold on, hold on. Uh, he is... So, Alfonso Boxil, our, our good buddy, is now... His official title is 
official and number one promoter for all PSU.com related. So mm-hmm. that, guy, that guy tweets a lot. <laughs> Good. I, we love him for it. Uh, oh, yeah, totally. He is the bee's knees. See, he is yeah, the bee's knees. The Here, here's his official title. Official and number one promoter for all PSU.com related. That is, don't <laughs> ask questions, that is just his title. So, uh, <laughs> first email. The more complicated from, it is, the better it is. <laughs> exactly. First email from official and number one promoter for all PSU.com related. <laughs> Sorry, Alfonso Voxel. Um, he says, Don, you always introduce yours, Mike and Tim, and other titles of what y'all do at PSU.com of being of the podcast. But you always say we are just making these titles up. So since I'm a huge fan, I decided to make my own title up, like you just said. Um, and uh, he says, if someone else already took this title, let me know what you think Cut. about my title and <laughs> comment slash derail the way. No, bro. Uh, no, Fonz. You don't. You don't have to be worried about someone else having that title. You, you. If you were just maybe one word off, then yeah. But official and number one promoter for all PSU.com related is just that's yours, buddy. You've got it locked down. So that's your official title. Also, uh, we don't make up our titles. I mean. We, I said we make up our titles. But I was just joking. Mike is actually managing editor. I am, yep. uh, I am an East Coast editor. That is very true. Uh, and I am actually second best. Yeah, Tim is actually second best, and Joseph is actually our marketing specialist, right? Yeah, I'm probably just gonna change my title soon. Okay, cool. So this, this, I mean, we 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 make jokes, but I mean, it's, you know, these are these are this is actually what we do. I do live on the East Coast. Spoilers. That is what it says on my business card. Um, okay, another question from Fonz uh, that I'm not reading. Uh, that I'm not reading. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Take take. <laughs> can you take? Uh, can you add some filler right now? So what, what's everyone actually playing? We haven't gone over there yet. I think we're going to talk about that after the emails. I was going to say yeah, we don't right want to after miss the email. Oh, Okay, this, oh. this is the email I wanted to read from Fonz. Uh, uh, here you go. So uh, yeah, I'll do it in traditional derailed fashion, if you guys don't mind. Is that all right? Yeah, sure. All right, here we go. <clears throat> I, I, f- I forgot his title. What's his title? Co- official number one commenter on all PSU.com related? I don't know. All right, so this is from him. Fonz Boxel. Uh, here's the mic, Fonz. Hello, Don. No, 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 not you, Steven. <laughs> Give the mic back. What the fuck are you doing? Uh, sorry, I got kind of carried away there. Oh, all right, all right. Just give, give me back the mic. That wasn't for you. Oh, all right, goodbye, guys. Bye, Steve. Jeez. <laughs> I love it. That was weird. I love Steven. I love him too, but he just pops in out of nowhere sometimes, man. He's just, he's just lingering he's around. He's as well. He's fine. Yeah, he just, he takes a plane every episode just, just for that. Anyways, thanks, Steve. Goodbye, Don. All right, goodbye. Um, here, here, here. <laughs> Take the mic, Fonz. Yo! I got a question! Was playing my Vita and then out of nowhere the screen went completely black. The blue light blinking on and off screen didn't want to turn on. Finally the light turned on and off and removed by itself and the screen came on and saying the system was corrupted. Have y'all ever had this problem before? If so, are there any tips for preventing it from happening? Um, if you understood any of that, basically he says that the his Vita turned off and the screen didn't want to turn on. Finally the light turned off. <clears throat> And it, I guess, the screen came on and saying the system was corrupted. Uh, Tim, have you ever heard anything about that? The screen was corrupted. I haven't heard that. Uh, but as far as I know, uh, there's a failsafe with blue screening. Uh, if you hold the power button until a uh, like a almost a, 
uh, a Linux sort of operating system shows up and it gives you options to uh, um, like restore, you know, the, the uh, operating system, a couple other things like that. Uh, those options should be uh, what would fix the problem. All right, so uh, Fonz, maybe you should you should want to try that out. Tim, how uh, give um, give pointers on Fonz? How does he access that menu? Uh, when it's from the uh, from the off point, hold the power button until that screen appears, and then you can go from there. There you go. So Vita's off. Hold the power button. Keep holding it. And then uh, some Linux-based screen is going to appear. I believe it takes uh, – can't give a specific amount of time of holding the button, but it's it's somewhere around 10 seconds. All it's, right. It's, it's a really weird time. You hold the button until it feels good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. the light is green, trap's clean. Like, that's how it works, right? <laughs> <laughs> I heard if it's green, you want to stay away. It's like algae. Hmm. Um, one more question from Fonz. He says, uh, knowing that they already started, what, five PSP... Okay, so basically the question is, what five... Okay, well, okay, anyways, we'll just do one each. What PSP remakes do you want to come out on the Vita? So, uh, Joseph, any PSP game you'd like to see remade on the PlayStation Vita? Uh, Crisis Core, I guess. Good, good, good. Uh, Mike? Sun Hill Origins. Nice. That's an awesome choice. Uh, I started playing that, never finished it. It was creepy as hell, though. Uh, awesome. You know what really made me stop playing that game, Mike? Is I yeah, played. What? I played for a few. I think I told you this before. I played for a few hours, and I was like, uh-huh. "Damn, it, they have balls for just you know not allowing you to run in this game. Uh, there's just no run button." <laughs> And I played for a few, and then I was just—I don't remember what I was doing. I think I, I checked the the in-game manual or something, and I just realized that holding square was run. But I guess I never held square on my PSP hard enough or something. So once I actually saw it, like there was a run, I was like, "Oh my lord!" I wasted so much time that I just gave up on the game. Um, so oh, that's a shame, I, man. yeah, it is a shame. Tim, uh, what game would you like? What PSP game would you like to see remade? I'd like to see one of two of them uh one of them being dissidia because it could be really sweet on the vita true a lot of different options for controls anyway uh also as far as a gripe is concerned i would like to see peace walker on the vita along with the hd collection okay well guess what uh you're gonna be seeing that soon right no what do you mean it's not gonna be on that collection it's right right that's such bullshit that that is bollocks. Yeah, that is bollocks. Well said, mate. And it's not the dog's bollocks. It's just bollocks. Yeah, just because bollocks. It's not it's that good. Right. Uh, <laughs> this, is a, this is a personal... Uh, this is just me being me. My favorite, one of my favorite video games of all time. What got me started into gaming, well, gaming uh, on a more hardcore level. Uh, before this game, I never really played too hardcore, but I remember as soon as I played Mega Man X as a kid, that's when something oh. fucked and something had sex with my brain. It was just like games can be hard. Uh, keep playing them over and over and over and over, even if they're hard, and just master it. And that's the first game I did that to. Um, so Mega Man Maverick Hunter X is a PSP game, a 3D remake of the original Mega Man X. I love it. I love the music, love the gameplay. I love that game to death. It'll go down as like my favorite game of all time, always. Um, I'd love to see that again on PS Vita, or even better. I'd love to see Mega Man Maverick Hunter X2 and Maverick Hunter X3, just remakes of Mega Man X2 and 3. I would, I would, I would cream my vagina for <laughs> for Mega Man X1 to 3 remakes on the Vita. Oh, oh my lord. Okay, guys, let's bring this to an end. Uh, let's keep this uh, concise. Jose, 
What have you been playing? Uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken and Devil May Cry 3. Hmm, so my whole last week's rant about Cross Tekken made you go play it? Or you, you just didn't ever stop playing it? Uh, I never stopped. No, um, me and uh, another group of fighting game friends, we get together every Thursday night and uh, sit down and play. Sounds like fun, man. Um, Ooh, man. Wicked. Uh, so you said uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken and what? Skullgirls? Oh, I didn't hear that. Uh, Devil May Cry 3. Oh, oh, oh okay, and, Devil and May Cry 3. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that game is a lot better. Uh, well, not better, because I always thought it, I always remember it as being good, but it is a lot. Uh, yeah, it's a lot better than what I remember. Cool. Yeah, man. So that game, game holds up crazy well. Devil May Cry really 3 fun. must. Yeah, Devil May Cry 1, like we said last time, probably doesn't. Devil May Cry 2 is just Devil May Cry 2, but Devil May Cry 3 must still be an awesome game. Hey, I, Devil May Cry 1, I played it a couple of years ago. That's, in my opinion, that's still awesome. It's a little slower, but it's still good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah uh, Devil May Cry 1 is still pretty good, uh, okay. but. Yeah. Just all, all the stuff they added to keep uh, combat going really fast in 3 uh, just makes it hold up a lot better, in my opinion. Yeah, that takes it to another level, that does. Um, Tim, what you been playing, Mike? Well, I, a couple days ago, I finished platinuming MotorStorm RC. Nice. And now that game has a platinum? I, oh, yeah. Hot damn. The, I don't know if it's on the PS3. might be. Uh, but now I am playing Tales of Graces F. Okay. Oh, cool. What's that like? It feels very retro, like like old fashioned RPGs used to, you know. So because of that, oh, it has its brilliant. pros and cons, you know. Mm. But it feels very genuine to the old style, and I really like it. Awesome, man. Cool. Uh, Mike. Yeah, mate. What you been playing? <laughs> I've been playing Alan Wake, and um, oddly enough, um, spe- uh, that Warhammer game, 40k Space okay. Marine. Yeah, yeah. My, yeah, my mate brought that round, which is pretty cool. I don't know Jack all about that kind of lore, but he's he's quite he's quite into like Games Workshop and stuff, and that was, it was pretty cool to watch. Bloody violence, some sweet ass kills. It reminded me of Gears of War in a way, just with the whole you know the whole kind of like because you're playing these hulking yeah. testosterone. No, it is totally Gears of War. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, Alan Wake. I've actually completely finished that now. I finished the lot, um, the DLC episodes, um, the writer and the signal. And it, um, but they were very pretty good, man. But they expanded on the story a bit more. But he's still, um, I don't know. Am I allowed to spoil? Fucking asshole. <laughs> he's still fake. He's still his <laughs> he, own story. Just, he's still trapped in the darkness at the end. That's all I'm going to say. But um, I really hope they. All, all I can say is I hope they bring a sequel out to that game because it, it still didn't feel it. It felt that it gave more closure than the uh, main campaign, but at the same time, you still want more, which is kind of good in a way, but it leaves you wanting more. Mm. But yeah, I enjoyed it, but it was pretty challenging. It was pretty challenging. Some crazy ass environments in the um, writer. Cool. Really, really, really screwed up. Yeah, but that is an. I just want to say that is a, that is an awesome game. If you like kind of if you like horror games, then you must play that one because it's it's really. It kind of reminds me of the new the newer Silent Hills in the way that it plays mechanically. You know, you got the over the shoulder kind of thing and everything and it's you know it, it's kind of it's it's slow but it's not at the same time and it's kind of like fidgety in movement it just i don't know something about it just totally reminds me of those kind of like sort of old schools old schools horror conventions while still kind of like um bringing a lot of contemporary ideas to the fold and it's, it's just great man i really do enjoy that game wicked um yeah. i'm not gonna spend too much time i'm just gonna give you the cliff notes i've been like i said before i've been playing uh, revelations assassin's creed revelations getting prepped for assassin's creed 3 um so uh, actually this is pretty funny i go on twitter i'm like guess what derailed fans you'd be so proud of me i'm playing assassin's creed revelations and tim's like pixar it didn't happen and i was just checking this on my phone i literally just took a picture of my screen and tweeted it um 
guess what? For some reason, Ezio and Desmond, like, not that I care, but, like, I started the game and uh, they look really different. Their faces are really different in a bad way. Mm. They, Ezio, Ezio. I and, saw your tweet. <laughs> yeah, okay. Ezio and Desmond, for some reason, are just <laughs> ugly dudes. <laughs> Ezio was so, so suave in Assassin's Creed 2 and Brotherhood, but now, you know, he's older, but his face is like. He's like 50, man. Yeah, but Desmond's face is deformed. What the hell happened there? Uh, yeah, it's a good point. I don't know. Anyway, that doesn't change much. But uh, other than that, I just, I'm probably still towards the beginning of the game. I just did that first uh, RTS uh, sequence, which I, oh, I, heard yeah. a, I heard a lot of people hating about, you know, but I didn't mind it too much. Admittedly, I'm a big RTS fan. Um,. But you know that's not. It wasn't too hardcore. But I heard that's the only time I'm ever gonna do it, right? No, you. Uh, it, no. You, yeah, you should have a good. Uh, I believe uh, I was. I'm on chapter nine at this point. And I believe I've done it with a little bit, you know, uh, off running, gallivanting mm-hmm. kind of thing. I I've done it somewhere around uh, twelve times. Oh, okay. Jeez. All right. It's not all bad. Depends. It's a nice variety, in fact. Yeah, it all depends on how well you look after your dens at the end of the day. And if you assign a uh, an officer to your den, so you don't have to go back and do that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I enjoy jumping the rooftops of Constantinople. Um, Claudia. It's, it's for Claudia. It's fun. I mean, it's fun. I, I I'm having a good time. Like I, I'm running around and I'm like, hey, this is this is Assassin's Creed 2, <laughs> and it's fun. It's a fun game. Um, but um, I'm not into the story at all. Uh, Desmond's in fucking La La Land. Uh, yeah. I don't know what's happening with that yet, but um, I don't, also I haven't seen Altair yet, so I don't know what's going to happen with that. Uh, you will those see. Sequences are great, man. When you get there, you'll yeah. be all like, "OMG!" Yeah. I promise. But yeah, so man. far, I am enjoying the game. It is uh, not as Italian as the other ones, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's. Still- I'm glad you're enjoying it because I love Assassin's Creed, as you know. <laughs> Because I really Ezio Auditore de Firenze. No, that was funny in the beginning. He's like, you are Ezio Auditore de Felicibility. And he's like, da Firenze. Da Firenze. He's like, oh, so I would be... I don't even remember that guy's name. But anyways, um, I don't know if the hook blade adds too much. The hook blade is cool. But I was like, I heard some cool stuff about it before I played the game. Uh, especially from Mike. I remember we were talking about it on the podcast. You were talking about how you enjoyed the hook blade. But like, I mean, really, really, what does it change? It doesn't change. Speeds up climbing. Yeah, true. Speeds up climbing by a little bit. It it looks cool, you know, sliding down and stuff. But the problem problem I found is whenever I wanted to use that thing, I was always going the wrong damn way. (laughs) Oh, um, one thing I really like about it, though, I only did it in this tutorial. I haven't actually done it yet, is how you can use the hook blade to swing on a lamp and, like, launch it. Oh, yeah. That I really, oh, yeah, yeah. that I really like. I haven't done it uh, too much yet, but yeah, uh, Assassin's Creed. It's a type of game where I start playing, and once I really get into it, I'm addicted. So um, I'll be I'll be staying away from League of Legends from now on. Which oh yeah, in case I didn't mention, I've been playing like so much. Um, but anyway, that's a PC game. <laughs> PlayStation. <laughs> anyway, uh, one game I'm <laughs> I can't. That's probably just gonna ruin my life. Uh, derailed listeners, I'm, I'm telling you right now, if podcast derailed does not live after may 15th just attribute Uh, it to diablo 3 by the way the beta is live right now i know the whole weekend i'm not playing it again though i already played it i played the closed beta like over and over again i'm just no sorry (laughs) so uh that's been uh, episode 18 we're legal now uh um, hey uh, get in line 
<laughs> get in line. If you want, uh, actually, I always say if you want, but no, it's not. It's not even a choice. Just fucking follow us on Twitter. Like you just, <laughs> if you're listening to it, just follow us on Twitter. Just search at PSU uh, DOTCOM. That's our website. Our website tweets a lot more now. <clears throat> Joseph, um, you can also. I don't know how how the website tweets. Uh, it's, it's weird. Kind of mind boggling. When it tweets me, I feel like God is talking to me in a way, <laughs> and it usually gives me advice on stuff. So I'm really happy. But I'm. I'm into like uh until recently the website i mean yeah the website didn't tweet but for some reason now it's turning into skynet and i'm into i'm into it but i'm I'm enjoying it's uh the recent activity i have to say uh good job website uh you can also follow uh joseph fate at uh at aces high 291 is that right yeah you got it nice aces high 291 uh make sure to follow my man uh timothy noons at at Boss Snake, so that's B-O-S-S-S-N-A-K-E. You can follow myself, the Down at at Don Other D-O-N-O-T-H-E-R. Uh, you can send us emails, podcast at PSU to pass their mic into getting a Twitter. Yes, um, petition. Petition. You petition. Oh, that's a good petition to start. Uh, much like his brother Stephen Harrodin says a Twitter. <clears throat> that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, not even gonna ask what happened there. Actually, should should we we should probably just uh, read that tweet, right? Why not? Yeah, totally. Um, oh, from from uh, Stephen Harris at PSU.com. My bro Mike writes for you. I work in gaming industry. We are doing 24-hour gaming event at Fan Census uh-huh. Twitch TV slash uh, Fan Census. Retweet, please. So, uh, Mike Harris's brother way more involved in Twitter than Mike Harris is. Um, <laughs> Oh god! So I did not know he had a Twitter. Okay, I had no idea. <laughs> well, get on it, Mike. Twi- Your brother beat it. you to the punch. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he does not sound happy about that. Uh, <laughs> He's, for the record, he's borrowing. Yeah, uh, for the record, Steve, you better not break my fucking Dreamcast in N64 with that gaming marathon you're doing, or I will break your damn neck. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> he's so he borrowing my He's borrowing my beloved consoles, man, for that gaming marathon. Uh, with with uh, breaking the neck, uh, in parentheses, it's uh, just with my biceps. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What he said. <laughs> uh, all right. So, again, you can also find us on uh, Facebook. Search uh, PlayStation Universe on Facebook. Like us there. And uh, other than that, guys, thanks for joining us. Um, this has been your first weekly segment of uh, podcast uh, Derailed. I hope you enjoyed. And uh, I guess uh, we'll see you all next week, right? Yeah. Hey, Dom, I, don't, I don't mean to derail the ending. That's but Jesus, I don't mean to derail the ending. Have you fucking listened to this podcast? <laughs> yes. But Michael, Mr. Michael Herodence, promised me a while mm-hmm. back that he would give me his redneck impersonation. Oh man, we already got an American. We kind of, we kind of look. It's not, it's not so much be, before you, before you walked in, Tim. It's not so much that um, he he does a redneck in, uh, impersonation. It's just his redneck impersonation comes out whenever he tries doing an American accent. American. <laughs> so uh, let's hear it again, Mike. Let end end the episode for us with your uh, a redneck impersonation, even more redneck than last time, please. Oh God, I got just a favorite. That's not true, sir. I don't agree with that at all. In fact, I'm just going to go and sit on my front porch and play my banjo. Exactly <laughs> <laughs> what you said last time. This every- sounds pro. I don't like it. It's pro. <laughs> we can do whatever we want in your accent.
That was bad. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. It's a good place to end it, isn't it? So we'll see you next week, everybody. Take care.